Hi, everyone. This is Shantae, the host of the Call to Action podcast. Before I go into this episode, there is something that I'd like to share with you all. And my guest for this episode is Mickey Morrency. And her book, The Island Sisters, is going to be released under her full name, which is Mickey Berthello Morrency on June 20th in 2023. At the time of this recording, I did not have this information. So I wanted to share it with you before the episode began. All right. So now that that is out the way, so go ahead, sit back, relax, put on your headphones and enjoy this episode of the Call to Action podcast featuring my special guest, Mickey Berthello Morency. You are listening to the Call to Action podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 49 of the Call to Action podcast. I am your host, Shantae, and today we are having a fireside chat with an upcoming author, and her name is Mickey Morency. Before I bring our guest on to the show today, I have a positive mindset affirmation that I'd like to share. And here is the positive mindset affirmation for episode 49 of the Call to Action podcast. The universe is creating amazing opportunities for me. I'm going to read that one more time because that really, really hits home. The universe is creating amazing opportunities for me. Now, I got those from my other site, and it's called planmindfully.com. You can actually purchase your very own set of printable, positive mindset affirmation cards. I use these every day. If you follow me on Facebook, you will know I have something posted on my page, um, but I do use these, and they're really helpful for manifesting. And also, I use them on my desk. They're really good to have on your desk, um, kind of like a, a mini vision board that keeps you focused throughout the day. So visit planmindfully.com to learn more. If you missed episode 48 of the Call to Action podcast, as always, it is a must listen. My guests for that episode, I actually had two. I had Ken Biltz and Bambi Summers. Bambi is a published author of romance novels, and Ken is also an author. He has three books that he has published. In that episode, we learn about the three books that Ken published, as well as some useful information for entrepreneurs and writers. Take a listen to this clip from episode 48 of the Call to Action podcast friend in the book. So it's really worth a read. It's really good for, for Ken's first try. Uh, you would never believe that was the first try because it's that good. It's very professional and it's fun. Oh, good. Good. Okay. So the titles, the book titles are, what's the first one? Hammers and Roses. Okay. And the second one was? The second one is Gift of the Falling Sympathy for the Devil. And the third one is the sequel to that, Gift of the Fallen, Suffer the Children. Okay. Can you give us a synopsis of what the books are about? Um, I don't want to give away too much. but Just a little. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. <laughs> uh, Gift of the Fallen, um, uh, if you're familiar with it, you don't have to be real religious for it or anybody because everybody's heard the tale of the fallen angels, mm -hmm. you know, who disobeyed God and got punished. 
So they're the fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, they give uh, they give a gift to uh, a human at some point, which is to bring him back. And he was once he was once one of them, and he ends up being uh, an assistant to a detective in today's time. So, and she finds out that he's a, that he's an actual angel. Bambi, you'd probably describe it better than me. (laughs) No, this was good. That was good. I know you don't want to give away too much, so I'm not pushing you, but no, that was good. I'm trying to hold back on certain things and it's hard. I can tell. (laughs) Here's the thing, and, and I don't feel that I have to hold this part back because this is really important if you want to again you can hear the full episode on ctamarketing.biz when you're there click on podcast on the main menu to access that episode as well as past episodes as mentioned in the intro i have mickey morency with me here today and mickey was born in haiti and her family immigrated to the u.s over 40 years ago They settled in Boston, where Mickey graduated high school and also college, and she worked in corporate for years before finding her calling in the field of social work. Her writings have been published in newspapers, in print magazines, and online, and she recently won a contest, and her story appeared in Writer's Digest magazine. Her debut novel, The Island Sisters, will be published in 2023 by BHC Press. How exciting. So everyone, please join me in welcoming Mickey to the show. Mickey, welcome to the Call to Action podcast. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing wonderful. And I thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, it's It's been a busy week, but but I've been looking forward to this uh, to this interview all week. So it kind of like uh, kept me going, you know, knowing that there's something exciting at the end of the week. So here I am. <laughs> that is awesome, Mickey. I'm excited because I've been trying to get you on my show for at least a year. I know that, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. That's okay. I'm just as excited. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations on getting published. So getting your book Thank deal. You. So that is very good. Thank you. Yes. Now, before we get into that, Mickey, you know, on my show, I love to do icebreakers. It just really helps us to connect with you and learn more about you. So my icebreaker for you today is for you to share with us your favorite season. Well, um, my favorite season is actually fall, which... um, People might think, wow, why fall? Because, I mean, I'm from Haiti and I didn't grow up with fall. So that's why I actually love it so much. When I when I came to the U.S., um, I landed in Boston in December. In oh, the middle of winter. <laughs> in a sundress and oh. a pair of white sandals. Oh, my. And I look outside and I saw ice on the ground and i'm like wait a minute what is you know what is that and stepping outside it it was such a shock and my first thought was hell no i'm not staying here (laughs) i mean this island girl needs heat to survive right (laughs) it's it's like the cold was so cold that i've 
I feel that it, it would shrivel not just my body, but like my soul, my spirit, you know, because <laughs> I'd never experienced anything like that. But, well, you know, I mean, as life takes you places, I mean, I was a teenager and I was with my family. I didn't have an option of really actually going back. So I forged forward and said, okay, I mean, people before me have done it. So obviously it must be doable. So I'm going to do it. So I did. However, I went to uh, winter and, and summer and then fall came and it, it was so foreign to me. I mean, to see because I'm used to green leaves on trees, you know, I've never seen, you know, leaves turn reds and yellows and, and brown and orange. It was just so beautiful. Um, so we used to drive up to New England, like Vermont, New Hampshire, and, and just enjoy the fall. And so when the leaves started losing, you know, falling off the tree, I'm like, oh my God, are, are the trees sick? You know, what's going on? And then spring came back and the leaves kind of like, you know, get healthy again and, and the, the, the leaves came out. It taught me about rebirth, you know, like like the power of Mother Nature, you know, how, oh, yeah. how, how the universe takes care of its own, really. Uh, so, so there was a lesson there for me. I'm like, well, if the trees can do it, you know, the trees can survive all the four seasons and and just regrow and and go to sleep and wake up and be green again. So. It works the same for human being, you know, we go to different phases in life and then these are like lessons that we learn and, and that's what makes us grow into the adults that we have become. So that was a great lesson for me. And so somehow I ended up living in Florida where I'm missing fall again, you know? <laughs> So it seems like I'm constantly chasing it. So I'm I make it a point of uh, traveling, you know, to the northeast because I still have a lot of family members there, and I would go up there and take a drive to the fall and and see the leaves, the yellows. I mean, I I just think it's just beautiful. So that's yeah. that's my story. And so this island girl was hot-blooded and, and loved the heat, had actually lived in that climate, you know, for, for almost a decade. And, you know, I mean, I, I wrote a line in my book, one of my characters from, who's from Haiti, made a comment like the first time she was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And she said, to one of her girlfriends in the book, she said, girl, is that ice on the ground? And she said, yeah, you know, it's called snow. And she said, in my country, ice are used on dead people or in a drinks to keep it nice and cool. <laughs> I, was, I don't know where that came from. It just popped in my head as I was writing it. Because perhaps, that, perhaps that's what I thought when I landed, like, what is ice doing on the ground? I mean, it should be on dead people, you know. <laughs> or you put it in a glass of lemonade or something. So I thought that was funny. You know, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about 
your experience, like coming from Haiti, because I, I was, I'm from Ohio. So yeah. here we get all four seasons. We get summer, mm -hmm. a real summer, you know, we get uh, spring and fall and we get a cold winter mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. with snow and everything. Yeah. But I hadn't really thought about what it would be like to not have ever experienced that before. And then to come here in the middle of that in, in December, yeah. Yes. You know, and coming from that beautiful, warm climate climate in Haiti and then coming over here where it's cold, I know. Especially, that would I be mean, a shock. You know, in, yeah, in December, you know, Haiti, it's, it's not as hot as, of course, July and August. And so, you know, but I had my, my little sundress on. It was cute, you know, <laughs> and my white sandals, you know. And, but people were staring at me on the plane, you know, like like the American people but I didn't know why. They, I thought they were staring because I'm cute, right? Thinking, <laughs> of course they were. Where's that child going, you know, in the snow, in a sundress? <laughs> in the middle of winter. <laughs> in the middle of winter with white sandals. So that was funny. So oh, I'll, wow. I'll tell that story, yeah. That's interesting. Definitely mm -hmm. a different perspective that I had not thought of when it when yeah. it came to to mm -hmm. just the observing of of a climate like that. You know, yeah. that's yeah, that's very interesting. So, Mickey, you mentioned Island Girls. Mm -hmm. So, tell us about your book. That's the one that's getting published, right? That is correct. Uh, the Island Sisters. It's called. Okay. It's the story of four island women and it's a story about friendship and how women use friendship to help them navigate life you know i mean particularly you know these are women who actually came from different islands um and they met in college in the u.s and they forged this unbreakable friendship because they realized that they shared um, a lot of uh, similar values and culture, and they also shared some dark secrets, you know, from their childhood. So they forged this uh, friendship that spanned a period of almost 10 years, you know. So some of them, you know, graduated college, and, and I mean, they struggle and, and had to overcome a lot. Um, and most of it is really due to their background as being island women. Because when we come here, we come here with our cultural baggage. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I can tell you that from my experience of working with women, you know, as, as an advocate, as an, as a mentor, I can clearly see the difference between, between my American clients and my, you know, um, immigrant clients, for example. I mean, they approach problems and struggles in a totally different way. Um, I mean, I noticed that you know, a lot of things that happen in our lives are informed by our childhood and and what we had learned growing up. And and it affects the way we make decisions for our careers, our relationships, our marriage, the way we parent our children here. You know, um, it, it just 
almost impossible to escape, you know. And and I don't know that that we as as immigrant necessarily want to escape, you know, our culture because because that's really a big part of who we are. Right. I was thinking right. that, like, yeah, you don't want to lose that part of yourself. Absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah. I, of all the years I've been here, you know, I mean, people say, oh, my God, you still speak English with an accent. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't even think of myself as an accent. I mean, I having an accent, it's like that, that's just the way that I speak. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you speak a certain <laughs> way, I speak a certain way. But because because, I mean, English is actually my third language. Your third? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I speak, I speak Haitian Creole and I speak French. So French is our official language in Haiti. Uh, the oh. language that is spoken, yeah, the language that you, that, that you taught in school in French. Because, wow. because as, as you probably know, Haiti was a French colony. Yes, they were colonized. So, yeah. So French is our official language, and then we have Creole. So you will find Shanti that every Haitian speaks Creole. Every Haitian speaks Creole, but not every Haitian speaks French. I mean, you know, people who have gone to school, you know, people who work in government, you know, would speak French because that's the language that you know the country is run by, pretty much. Uh, officially, so so I I came into English with already speaking two other languages, you know. <laughs> so, wow. and, then, and then having lived in in Boston, there was a time I had like a little Boston accent going on, and then and then <laughs> I did drive in Florida, you know, it's like sometimes people say, "Gee, I detect a little Floridian accent." I'm like, okay, so it, it's like a melting pot, but. But it's it's very important to me because because I live in a community with a lot of uh, Haitian, so I don't want to lose that. I mean, when we get together, like we speak our language, we eat our food, you know. I mean, we we immerse ourselves in what's kind of like typically Haitian for us, because I I don't wanna, I don't want to lose that, and I wanted to like introduce my children who were born here that identify very strongly as being, you know, Haitian American, you know, they, they, I want them to also know like where, where I came from, you know? Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah. So that's, that's basically, you know, what the book, the book is about these women who came from Haiti. They, came from Guam, they came, they came from St. Thomas, and, you know, they came here and they're facing all these struggles, you know, and it's fascinating to see how, how even though, you know, they're all island women, but I mean, even, even coming from like different islands, even, even within the same island where, where they're from different social economic um, uh, class, you know, they like they, they they look at things with different lenses as well. Mm. So so I think you know I mean this is the book that I really wanted to write for a lot of reasons that you know we can go into. But but I think when it's all said and done, you know, it's a book that the reader I believe will will live with a lot that he or she may not have known before. 
about, you know, life in, you know, on the islands and then what it's like to leave home and come here and try to make another life while you're still dealing with, you know, all the things that make you really who you are. Um, okay, so Mickey, as far as the characters, mm-hmm. the island sisters, are these based off people that you know, or is it um, it's another type of inspiration? Well, honestly, they are based on people that I know. And I find in the writing community, if you talk to um, writers, authors, whatever, and, and we want to be honest about it, you know, you will find um, people, characteristic of people that we know, that we interact with, um, people in our families, you know, I mean, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but but I really was inspired, Chante, by a friend of mine who had called me one time and she was having, she was going through a very hard time in her relationship. And um, it was it was abusive. It was uh, you know physical. It was I was very concerned for her safety and her life. And and then after talking to her, I realized wait a minute. You know, like last month I was talking to another friend who was kind of like going through something similar. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a pattern there. And and then of course with my my experience of you know, working with women, um, empowering them, sharing sharing my story with them. Now, now I have to say that uh, uh, very importantly that I personally have never been uh, in an abusive relationship. You know, but but I work with women coming from abusive relationship where where they had to leave for their safety, and then my job was to work with them and and teach them, um, you know, how to make a better decision, healthier, you know, decision for themselves and their children and point them to where the resources are and and just provide support, you know. Uh, So the book is a combination of a whole bunch of women (laughs) (laughs) that I've known. and, And I think, I think a lot of women will like recognize themselves, you know, in the book. I mean, because at some point in our lives, you know, we all deal with, you know, struggles and and decisions that we make that we're not sure is the right decision. But but at the time, that's that's the decision that we make, and and sometimes we have to live with the consequences uh, later. But uh, you know, I mean, I. I learn also how difficult it is, you know, for women to extricate themselves from relationships that are unhealthy, particularly when when you have children and then when you have the element of the person coming in from another country again and, and they're trying to assimilate. Sometimes they don't speak the language. Sometimes, you know, they don't, drive sometimes they just don't know where to go so so all of these factors like play a role you know into like what decision they make at the time for them and 
So people need to understand that, that, you know, I mean, people don't necessarily stay because they want to stay, but it's because, you know, it's just very hard to make another decision at that, at the time. Right. Just because of the position that they're in, they're pretty much needing that person that is assisting them. I'm I'm thinking, especially if they're Mm -hmm. coming from another country and Mm -hmm. trying to get settled into America and all that goes along with that. In my book, I I even, I even touch on immigration. Uh, Shante, I have one of my uh, characters. I mean, she came from Haiti, you know, so she kind of like to depend on the, made on her husband because he was the one who was going to get her the papers to be legal. So all of these factors come into play, you know, mm. uh, so that, that a lot of people won't understand. I mean, if you, if you're born here in this country, you don't know anything about immigration. Trust me. Right. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm learning from you today. <laughs> my daughters are born here and they have zero clue. That, that's something else that I do my community, I, I actually volunteer with immigration attorneys in my community and I help, you know, with the Haitian community. I translate, I write um, declarations, you know, I, so when I try to explain it to my American born children and they're like, what? So what, what's immigration? What exactly do, what exactly do they do? They do? I mean, why do they have to do that? And <laughs> so because, because if you, if you're born here, you have zero dealing ever with immigration you know yeah so you don't know so well it's it's in my book because you know when you writing about people coming from the outside you know it it comes up sometimes you know i was i was actually lucky that my parents we all came on a plane legally because my parents came on work visas you know uh, they were employer sponsored, so so we came legally, so we were able to go to school right away. And but a, a lot of people, that's not the way it worked, you know. I mean, uh, they have to they have to really work hard to uh, become, you know, to get all the necessary documents that they need to really be fully assimilated and and get access to everything this country has to offer, you know. You've been writing this book um, and you're volunteering and you're working a full-time job. Did I hear you say that in our first conversation that we had? Well, well actually, uh, it's, it's no, no, honestly, I couldn't say it's not full-time because some days, I kid you not, um, I'm in front of that computer for 10 hours and then sometimes I have to go out in the community. Like, I mean, if I have to go to to immigration with somebody to be a translator. So that could be like a half a day uh, affair. So yes, I do I do have some clients uh, from my uh, prior business as a consultant that I still help, you know, uh, with their business. And then I, I'm on three boards of directors, I have to tell you that. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm on three boards that are very close and dear to me, like I'm... Uh, I'm on the board of this organization called Partners with Haiti. And uh, we go to Haiti and we do medical mission. We do educational mission. Like I, I help actually 
built a library on a, in a village where, where there were no books, you know, for the kids to read. Um, oh, in so Haiti? You did that in Haiti? I did that in Haiti. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. So, um, so I'm on the board on that. I mean, I'm actually the Haitian person that like steer the board in the right direction. And wow. then I'm also on the board of uh, Women Fiction Writers Association. I'm not just a member. I was recently voted vice president of diversity and inclusion for that organization, which is a almost 2,000 plus member organization. Congratulations on that too. That's good. Thank you. It is it is a volunteer position, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I just I work just as hard. Wow. Thank you. So that's that's very close and dear to me, and uh, yeah, so that that keeps me. <laughs> Mickey, you have the heart of an angel. Like I'm hearing all this work that you're doing, and it's just it's for the community and. I mean, even what you're doing to build a library back in Haiti and working with the women here and yeah. being a translator. I mean, you're doing a lot, uh, but because, I can tell you, I think you really like it. It seems like you really like, I do. like it's near I in your do. heart to help people. I know. I do. You know, I mean, people say, oh my God, why, why did you bite so much? You know, I said, well, some people go spend eight, 10 hours on a job that they hate. Mm-hmm. And I, I do get to spend some days, eight to 10 hours doing things that I really love and really make a difference in people's lives. I mean, for example, today, what, 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 what did I spend a great deal of time today helping a couple find an apartment? You know how hard it is right now to like find an apartment. And then when you do find one, Everybody wants you to apply online. What happened if you don't have a laptop, Shante? Oh, yeah. And, and you don't have the, you don't even have the skills to go on and do it because you know again these are people that are very limited in their language, um, their skill as far as English is concerned. Mm-hmm. So even if you give them a laptop, so anyway, I'm like, okay. So a lot of people call me in the community and say, oh, call Mickey, she'll she'll help you. <laughs> I bet so, they do. So I mean, I feel like that's something that I can do. I mean, I, I can, you know, okay, it it takes time from other things that I want to do, but but okay, so if I spend an hour on that application, it makes a world of a difference in that couple's life because. Otherwise, they sit there like, no, like, what do I do? How, how, how do I move out of this place that's unhealthy and get into another place when I don't have a laptop? I don't know how to fill out an application. So, so yeah. Wow, Nikki, you do a lot. Oh, you sound like the woman, you know how they have those billboards, like woman of the year? <laughs> I could see you on one of those billboards. <laughs> I, I could tried. see that. I oh, tried. wow. I do my best. Wow. Yeah. How do you stay balanced? Like, do you take time for yourself? Well, I do do that. As a matter of fact, next week, um, my husband and I, we're going to, we, we're going on a little trip. 
because uh, I've always wanted to go to the uh, African-American uh, Legacy Museum in Alabama. Okay. So we thought, oh, you know, the weather, it's good weather. So let's take a couple of days and do that. So I'm going to do that next week. And, and I'm debating whether I want to bring my laptop with me or not. <laughs> You'll end up working if you do. You should probably leave it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it has become part of my lens. Anyway, yes. No, I mean, I do. I I do walk. I mean, I, I walk. I I meditate. I do um, a little bit of yoga. That's why I thought, oh, my God, I wish I lived close to Dawn, right? Her name was Dawn? Yes, Dawn Rivers. Yeah, yes. So I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Um, so, no, I, I try to take care of myself because I learn, well, when you get to be, you know, I mean, after years of experience, you learn if you're not okay you cannot take care of other people. That is very true. Yes, yes. So I used to, I really used to neglect myself. And because, you know, they're like one more person, one more person, one more person. And then and then I got sick, actually. Oh. And then after that, I'm like, wait a minute, Mickey. So you got you to gotta take care of yourself. And then um, so that you can be healthy, so you can help other people. So... So I definitely try to do that. I try to go to bed at a reasonable time, you know, turn off everything to, to, to get a decent night's sleep. And then, um, like I said, I don't negotiate my exercise. Oh, good. So I, I, I walk, you know. I mean, before COVID, of course, I used to go to a gym, but I haven't worked up the nerve to go to a gym yet <laughs> but but I live near a beautiful park so I walk every other day and the days that I don't walk you know we have like a little home gym so I do my stationary bike I do the weights and I do so I do something every day you know so that is good uh, yeah I tried no, that's really good, Mickey. That's wow. I mean, you you're doing a lot and yes, taking time for self-care and working out and going out for walks to me is one of my favorite forms of exercise. I love being out, especially on a nice oh, hot yes. sunny day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah, I do. And and I, I do my best thinking while I'm walking. I mean, I, I put music on and I walk and I, a lot of, a lot of time. I mean, even when I was riding the Island Sisters, you know, I, I'd be like, uh, um, you know, at a point where, okay, I don't know where, where do I go with this character? What should she, and then boom, I'll go for a walk and, and it would become clear to me what I needed to do. And sometimes I'll sit in my car with my phone and record it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and come around like, oh, this is perfect. You know, yeah, that's exactly. So, yeah, I mean, walking, I think it's just well, probably the cheapest and greatest form of exercise that you can do. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I love to do that. So as far as like your, your book and because we talked about, you know, it's going to be coming out in 2023. Yeah, spring of 2023. Uh, soon we should have an exact pub date. Uh, currently we in um, we in editing mode. So um, I just received developmental edits, which I had completed. Um, 
with uh, and then so now I'm waiting for the line edits and then after line edits you have copy edits and then you have proofreadings because the publisher they want they want to put out a, a polished product you know and I want that as well so mm -hmm. people people that are not in the publishing realm would say oh my god why does it take so long like like today a friend asked me that why does it take so long? I mean, I said, well, you know, I could have put that book on Amazon tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you self-published, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but but I mean, and that's the wild, Shanti. You know, if, if I hadn't gotten a, a contract from a publisher, because I queried the book with agent, not a whole lot, because I kind of decided, you know, I'm kind of too old to do the, the 150 agents and to find the one, which is kind of like the standard, it seems. Oh, 150? So, uh, you to them first? Yes, I mean, rejection. Oh. After 150 rejection, then you get one yes. So I looked at it, and I'm like, huh, I don't know if I have the time to do that. So... I did query a couple of agents and, and got very positive feedback. And so I decided, you know what, I'll just cut the middleman and, and just go to the publisher. And and I did. And um, so, yeah, so this book actually has been under contract since, um, uh, you know, this, I mean, summer of 2021 but i knew going in that it wasn't going to be published in 2022 because i know the trend in the industry so okay. so i know it was it was going to be 2023 because at the time the publisher was working on their catalog for 2022 because because my publisher is a small traditional publisher which means they acquire the book. I mean, they kind of, they own the book, you know. I mean, you just, the author who works with them to kind of like, you know, tell them what the book is really about and what the message. And then, so they do the cover, they do everything, you know. So, which is what I wanted because as as you just find out, I'm not very tech savvy, right? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that, Mickey. That's between us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's me. I'm, 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 I'm a little challenging. So I'm like, I'm not gonna put a book up on Amazon. I don't. I wouldn't know what I'm doing, you know. And I wouldn't wanna put something that's not professional. Da 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 da. So I said, well, I wanna go that route. So, so not every route is for everybody, you know. I mean, I, I have friends who self-publish and are very successful. They're mm -hmm. selling a lot of books because, because you know, they know how to do it. They yeah. know how to yeah. put it together. They know how to get their covers. They know how to do everything, get their ISBN number, da 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 da, da. I don't want to spend my time doing that. I would prefer to spend my time writing So and let somebody else do all that work. Yeah. <laughs> so for that, you know, it's like life, it's a trade-off, right? So a trade, I mean, the if I was doing it myself, the book could have been published 2022 for sure. But but then, you know, I mean, would it be what 
what it will be in 2023, I don't know. So I'm, I'm willing to go through the process of, you know, doing it the way that the traditional publishers do it. I mean, if, if you publish with, you know, HarperCollins, whatever, I mean, Simon & Schuster, it takes a year and a half also, you know, for a book to come out. So I'm learning a lot, just so that you know, like I've talked to a lot of authors on the show mm-hmm. and people who have done you know, self-publishing, who mm-hmm. have done the traditional route, like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I learn a lot. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. I really love doing these shows with you guys because yeah. it's just, it's a lot of information and everyone has their own path, which I think is beautiful because it just makes it more interesting, you know, Absolutely. just the, and the reasons why people chose, you know, mm-hmm. to go self-publish versus doing um, a traditional route. So yeah, because and and in between that, Shanti, they have the hybrid where the author and the publisher jump in and really do it together. Okay, uh, see, uh, that's a new yeah, one too. <laughs> it's called yeah, it's called hybrid publishing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in, in in that instance, sometimes the author has to pay part of the cost of producing the book and the publisher put the other half, if you will, and then they share the profit. But mm. traditional, you know, I mean, obviously you don't pay anything. I mean they, they buy the book from you and then and then they put the book out and and then self-publishing, then you actually do everything. So so these are the three types, the three different ways that you can publish a book. Okay, so thank you for sharing that because I didn't know that about the hybrid. Um, so in a place where, or in the position where you're, you have the book with a publisher, so mm-hmm. usually I'd like to know about marketing and things like that from um, guests, but in this case, they take care of all of that for you, right? Well, not not necessarily. Let 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 me, let me share something with you now. Even with Simon and Schuster, I guess Simon and Schuster is the you know. I mean, that's where everybody goes. You know, if you want to, you know, mm-hmm. go to the uh, yeah. I mean, they they expect their authors to go out there and promote their book. Oh, I okay. mean. They, they do do some marketing, yes. I mean, they'll 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 get you uh, people to blurb the book. You know, they'll they'll help you in so many different ways. However, no publisher right now is going to do a hundred percent marketing. So, what what I have done so far is because social media is such a time sucker, you know, and and I don't again I don't have the time. So I recently, you know, hired this young girl. She's awesome. She's kind of like my social media assistant. So so when I need to post something, something trendy, so you, you kind of like stay with the trend of mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. Like I have I have a I feel like I have a very great relationship with the writing community on Twitter. Oh yes, that's where we connected. Yeah, I know. Like, if, if, I, if I'm not there, people actually DM me like, "Mickey, are you okay? You know, I haven't seen you." So, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, same same thing with IG and Facebook. So, so she she helps me a lot with that. For example, I mean, if I like the other day was National Pet Day, you know, and I wanted to post, you know 
pictures of my daughter's cats since I don't have any of my own. So, <laughs> so she 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 kind of like you know did very beautiful graphics to go with that, and and she helped me set up my um, a lot of stuff, you know. So that's a big help. And then she understand she understand the whole publishing thing. So so she'll like call me and say, okay, I think we need to do this or that and so yeah so i'm doing that and then on my own you know like i'm i'm organically building a following on social media mm-hmm. because on social media people don't want you to just shove your book in their face and like they've never seen you before right <laughs> they're, not, they're not going to buy they're not going to buy your book however yeah you know if you if you build it or, you know, organically where, where you interact with them, like, like I do VSS365, which is, yeah. which is, yeah, I mean, I write something every day and, uh, oh, you got to wait for it. So, yeah, I mean, so these are the people that I most um, um, have connected with. And, um, you know, some of them know about my book. They, you know, they ask questions. I mean, they, so... Yeah, I mean, you kind of like need need to build. For example, I, I'm I'm building up a mailing list, and uh, so that so that pre-launch, you know, I let people know what's going on with the book, what stage I'm at, and then um, when the you know when the before the book comes out, you know, like the pre-launch, you know, that's when you want people to like pre-order. I mean, that's what really uh brings your numbers up right yeah yeah yeah. i'm I'm learning a lot i'm learning a lot and then so my young assistant is very good so she does the research and she'll tell me what it is that i need to do so yeah so to answer your questions yeah i mean your traditional uh publisher will will help with uh certain things you know i mean they'll they'll put you in um, contact with, you know, like the big booksellers and, 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 and stuff like that, you know, libraries, but, but I'm not sitting and waiting for them to do that. Like, I mean, I, I've gone to my local libraries and I met with, um, in fact, I did that this week. <laughs> and I, I met I met with somebody who's like a friend of the library and it, it was my local library and and she said, oh, my God. And I, we started talking, and I talked about my book. And she said, oh, we, we definitely want to have you in here when the book is out to come and oh, do it. wow. Yeah. You can even do lives, like, signings, autograph the book for people absolutely. who purchase it. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so these are the kind of things that you as an author can do because, because when, in, when an agent a publisher, I don't care if it's, and, and obviously it's going to be either a traditional publisher or a hybrid publisher. So they want to know, like when, when I was interviewed by my publisher, because the whole process is, you know, you sent, you sent a sample of your work and they read it. It takes 90 days. And then they say, oh, I love what I've read so far. Can you send the full manuscript? which I did and said, okay, give, give, give us 90 days because, you know, they all have to read it. The acquisition editor, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that process alone takes half a year. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> before, before somebody come back and said, oh, you know, so I'd like to schedule a phone call with you. So we, I had two phone calls with my publisher before they made me an offer, you see? Mm, okay. that, that those phone calls were, you know, they, they had already checked me on social media. They see how involved I am and how, how you know, I connected. I mean, people actually do comments, you know, on stuff that I post. So they were, they, you know, they liked that I had a presence there already. And they, they asked questions like, what, what's your marketing plan? You know, what is it you're going to do as the author to promote your own book? Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your book. You know that book better than anybody, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I've already lined up, I've already lined up, you know, stuff. I mean, locally, you know, my local indie bookstore, I mean, I'm very uh, uh, friendly with them. I mean, I go to a lot of events there. I go to other uh, authors signing, you know. Um, so there's a lot that you can do, you know, to build to build up a platform so that when the book comes out, you're not like scrambling, like, okay, so what do I do with this book now? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's what I'm working. So that's why, you know, trust me, I mean, to me, 2023 is fast approaching, right? It is. This is, because, this is what, April? Yeah, and it'll be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. Because of, of all the things that, that I plan to do that I have not even, I'm not even halfway to my list, you know. That's exciting. And the approach so, you're taking is different than what I'm used to hearing. Usually people are like, you know, they use social media for their marketing, but you are actually going out and physically being with people, which I think is great because yeah. they're going to remember you. So Absolutely. when you say, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's like, well, people have told me I'm, I'm unforgettable. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so when you say so, your I mean, book I mean, is launched, they'll be ready. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I remember going to a book signing of this author that I admired and then two years later, I went into her in New York. She was signing book, and I went back, and I'm, I'm like, you remember me? She said, how could I not? You are memorable, and I Aww. always remember that. Well, because because I'm five foot ten. Oh yeah, you did tell me you were really tall. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. We had a Twitter and, conversation. Yeah, I remember about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I'm like, you know, I mean, so I have this accent, you know. So I don't know, just just. I've been told something <laughs> very different about you. So people remember. So yeah, I mean, and and I'm I'm an extrovert. You know, I mean, I I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm I'm really a people person. I I I need people to strive. <laughs> I can tell just with all the stuff you listed that you do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can need, tell you I really need, really like it yeah. feeds you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love solitude just like the next person, but after a while, I'm like, oh, I need my people. It's, it's, it's almost like a vampire. I need, I need blood, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, because, because people say writers are, mo- are, for the most part, introverts, which is true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they pick that solitary uh, um, medium. But, well, I do love to write, but but then I love to share my writing with people. And then, and then after a while, Oh, I need to go out there and be around people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a that's good combination true. that you have going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. So as far as um, like writers, because you've been working, how long have you been working on your book? I don't know if I asked this before, but how long have you been working on this book? I've been writing on that book. I started in 2015. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is honestly, which is again, not not a long time. It may sound like a long time to to the average person, but it's not. I do people like, 10, 12 years, you know, and then, well, because Shante, when I first started, I had never written a full-length book before. I mean, I've written articles and short stories, right? Mm-hmm. right? I mean, I thought I knew how to write a book, so I just launched into it because I, I had my friend's story that was kind of like niggling at me like I needed to write it. So I wrote the book, and in 2015 and I remember going to a conference and I was talking to people about it and and I thought my book was ready honey let me tell you it wasn't ready Mm. it was not ready so I had to go back home take this book apart because because I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing so so I decided to take a writing class Okay. So I took a class with uh, the um, National Institute of Writers, and um, it was like, go at your own pace. But I mean, I was determined. I did it in like six months. And I remember my instructor, it was online. Mm-hmm. I remember my instructor saying, oh, my God, you, you really can write, and, and you have a unique voice, and you are going to be published. Wow. Uh, yes, he said that after my uh, second assignment. That is good to hear. Because, because yeah. yeah, my first assignment was like to write a little bit about you, you know, so I did that. And then the second assignment is like, you know, they give you something. To, and, and he said, I have no doubt that you're going to be published. And so I did that. And then I started reading a lot of books on the writing craft, right? Mm-hmm. And then I became a member of that wonderful organization, uh, Women Fiction Writers Organization, uh, where, I mean, they have a lot of supporting members. They have a lot of webinars, workshops. You know, they all, you know, um, uh, you know, set up to help you better your craft as a writer. So I went back and took that book apart and and it's the same story but I had to rewrite it you know so yeah that book had that book had gone to several revision you know that I've done on my own and and so I'm 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 very you know pleased with it in that in the end I I never even I never had the book professionally edited Okay. I was I was so confident in the book that I'm like okay I'm just going to shop it out and and to my great surprise I mean my publisher when they start doing their <clears throat> developmental edit they said oh my god your manuscript is in very good shape wow <laughs> that's good yeah so I was able to do the developmental edits in like ooh, almost no time I mean I I was I was like you know, getting very antsy about, oh my God, because because you hear authors say, oh my God, I'm waiting for these editorial notes and I'm like cringing and losing sleep because, you know, sometimes it's a lot. Well, I was surprised that 
it wasn't a whole as much as I thought it was going to be. So that was really good. That's really good. And people, like I said, I learned a lot. People have different stories of how they did their book. Um, And it sounds like you learned from the first time when you thought it was ready. You're like, wait, let me take this. I'm like so embarrassed embarrassed that I even like, like told people about, you know, the book, what I had envisioned, how I had written, I had written the book in like four section it's like it was like four separate books i mean and i I didn't know i really really didn't know i thought i knew but i didn't know so but you know what it was it was the first step you know to me it's like that was a learning experience and if you hadn't gone through that you know who's to say where you be now so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's all good i think it's yeah yeah it's it's a process you know and and there's always room for improvement i mean obviously yeah, yeah, but yeah. the key the key is to keep going like you did. Yeah. And here you mm-hmm. are published, you know, having your book released yeah. in 2023. So it was all yeah. worth it. I know, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah. as far as like um other authors that are upcoming or mm-hmm. aspiring authors, what advice do you have for them? I mean, it sounds like you got a lesson from yourself of what you did with your release <laughs> of your first book, but what advice do you have for any upcoming uh, authors? Well, I, you know, I tell you, there, there were days, Shanti, where I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? You know, I, I just need to put this thing aside, go on with my life. I mean, and but then this little voice tell me, don't give up. And then, and then people have told me, I mean, I, I've been to many uh, conferences and people would share their stories with me, said, well, whatever it is, don't give up. You have, you have a unique story to tell. So, I mean, my advice to no writers would be, trust me, there are days where you're going to question yourself, like, you know, can I really do this? Well, no, no, know that you can, because you, you had already taken the step to do it. So something in you is telling you that I can do this. I can tell that story. I have a story to tell. So my big thing would be don't give up because that's the advice that was given to me that, that I heeded. And, and, and so I'm here today. And personally, I use the three Ps, you know, which is patience, you need to have patience, Shante, in this oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because because just even even stories, short stories. You send a short story, I was I would it take three to four months before you hear back from the editor. Wow, really? Yeah, it, well, it depends on the magazine. You know, I mean, it takes a long time, yeah. so you need patience and and you need to have a passion. I mean, don't don't be writing because. I don't know. I mean, I know why I write because I have a passion. I really, I love to tell stories. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a talker. You know, <laughs> when we go somewhere socially, my husband has to literally pull me out of the room. Like, okay, we need to go home now. <laughs> so you know, I mean, you kind of like have to have a passion for what you're doing. Okay. So that, that's the first. That's the second P. It's patience, passion, and perseverance. Perseverance, okay. Because, because, you know, it's there are days where self-doubt is like your worst enemy. 
Yeah. Wow, yeah. And, and, you, and you need to banish it, you know. I mean, so some, some days, really, I ask myself, like, oh, my God, now, I mean, this is very ambitious of me. Like, I want to write a book, you know, in in a language that's not, or not even my language, I don't know. But, I mean, it has become language, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things, you know, play in your mind. And then I would go read books written by a lot of foreigners that I know that are New York Times bestseller book, right? I'm like, well, if they can do it, then I can do you it. You can do it too. That's right. You That's know, right. So, so, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I tell, I tell people, you know, you can compare yourself to people in such a, in, in a way that uplifts you and gives you the, um, give you the impetus to continue, but don't don't compare yourself though to other people because they're on the New York Times bestseller list and and all you want to be is on the New York Times bestseller list because everybody's journey is different. That is very true. Wow. That alone is good advice. That is so true. Everyone's yeah, journey because, is because different. I yes. know I know a lot of great authors with with dozens of books like like a lot more than that and they never made it to the New York Times bestseller but they're very successful they're very accomplished they're very happy mm-hmm. and then and then you have somebody you know come out with, with a book and hit the New York Times bestseller well you know that's that's their luck and I'm very happy for them but but that's not what I'm I, I mean it's not like my goodness who, who would want to be on the New York Times bestseller you know what I mean but that's not what that's not why I started to write. I mean, when I started to write, I honestly, the, I didn't even know like the New York Times bestseller. Like, okay, well, you know, I just, I just know that I had this story that I wanted to tell, and if I don't make it to the New York Times bestseller, if I don't make it to to any big list, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. But, but I've told my stories, and and hopefully it resonates with somebody. I mean, it will not resonate with everybody. I mean, and here's something else we authors need to understand. You're going to have some crappy reviews. <laughs> you, know? you have to have some crappy reviews. So some of my friends said, oh, I just don't read my reviews. That That's how I keep my sanity. So maybe maybe that's good advice. I I don't know what I'm going to do yet when I start getting reviews. We'll see. But, <laughs> Maybe uh, not take it personally. How's that? <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. Don't take it personally because, in, and I know I know that I won't because in, in my life, I have had to shrug off so much. As you can imagine, you know, I mean, coming here with all the different, um, you know, like, check marks mm-hmm. next to me, you know, as yeah. this yeah. and that. And and I had to navigate through a lot, you know, to make it to where I am today. So I have good practice in kind of like pretend like I don't see what you're doing. I don't see what you're saying because I have my tunnel vision on. All I see is my goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is the goal is the goal that I want to accomplish, so I don't let anything stand in my way. So, so I, I would tell no writers, um, you know, don't 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 give up because you start writing because of a reason. 
Yeah. So continue to do it. I mean, work on your craft. You know, there's a lot of craft books out there that are really good. And then, you know, go go to local conferences. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You know, there are a lot of local, white, you know, writing conferences that you can go to and meet other people. I find writers to be to be a very generous group of people. People will volunteer said, oh, I'll better read your manuscript for you if you yeah, want to. They don't even ask you to read theirs, you know. It's yeah. it's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll read yours, you know. So they're like, yeah, I mean, um, I can help you with this, I can help you with that. And so, yeah, I mean, don't kind of like write in a vacuum. So, you know, you kind of like have to, I know some people are like introvert and they don't like to go out there, but but if you're writing a book and you want the public to know about it, you kind of like have to go out in the public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People have to know yeah. about it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because yeah. back in the days, you know, the days of uh, horse and, and buggies. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know so, somebody like, uh, I mean, people used to write books on typewriters and and tie it with a piece of sign and then mail it and it takes like six months to get to the publisher and then whoa you went way back nikki you don't have to do anything you know i mean but this is a different a different time so you know you you kind of have to go out there because people like to buy books of people that they feel they know or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And when you like what you're doing, I'm sure everyone feels like they know Mickey <laughs> because yeah. you are connected in the community I, so deeply. I, I know. I know. So, um, which is, well, you know, which is something I honestly started doing even, you know, before, before the book, that's truly my nature. I mean, I, I reach out, I said, I said to my husband, I mean, stop me if I'm if I'm making new friends because I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough. I have enough. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I just me. Mean, you know, I. He's such I, a sweet I, person, making. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's what I would tell people. I mean, and and every story is. I don't. I don't know. I don't really care if you write a story of a topic that's already been written because honestly, there's only so many topics out there, right? Mm -hmm. So, but but it's what you're bringing to it. It's like my book, my book is about friendship. My book is about overcoming. My book is about women, women going through abuse. It's all been done, but, but perhaps it hasn't been done the way that I've done it. Yeah, the way that you tell the story, adding your own flavor to it. My my characters are different. My characters are from different places. The book, my book will take the readers to to Haiti. It will take the reader to St. Thomas, to Guam, to different settings, to to places perhaps they have never been. And, And... that's the kind of book that I personally love to read. I, I love to read a book that teaches me something that I didn't know before. Yeah. And yeah. and take me to a place that I may never actually go to, you know. So um 
so I hope you know my reader will will find something meaningful and and will learn something that he or she didn't know about in reading my book. Awesome. Awesome. You got to keep me up to date on when the book gets published so we can make sure. You know what you need to do, sweetie? Go go on my website and sign sign up for my mailing list. I'm I will. Going to share. And, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. I tell people, trust me, I'm too busy to be flooding people's inbox with junk. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm only, trust me, I'm only going to send you something important that's going on about the book that you need to know so don't be afraid to subscribe you know (laughs) that's good to know and i know you're busy so (laughs) i know seriously i don't i don't have time to flood people's inbox with stuff that's not necessary (laughs) yeah so that's that's one way of you know kind of like keeping in touch with what's going on and where we at and and when it's coming out. All righty. Yeah. Definitely sounds good. Okay, so Mickey, share with us your um, contact information so they can find you. Okay. The listeners can find you on social, sure. your website, and all that cool stuff. Of course. So my website is um, www.mickymorency.com. And I'm on Facebook as uh, Mickey Bertholomorency and on Instagram at Mickey Morency 3588 and on Twitter at Mickey So in, in other words, anybody who Google my name, actually, my name is Googleable. <laughs> so, That's a word. Because <laughs> I, I, I Google my name, and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, some of the stories that I had published would come up on Google. Oh, that's always good. And yeah, yeah. And, and my website. And so, yeah, anybody Google Mickey Morency, I mean, it will pretty much direct you to um, my social media handles and stuff like that. That's awesome. Also, Mickey, I'm going to post uh, your links on the page okay. on ctamarketing.biz with this mm-hmm. podcast so they can listen to you, learn about you, and then also <laughs> find you on social. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, thank you. This has definitely been a pleasure. I'm so glad <laughs> that I finally got you on my show. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much. It's definitely been a pleasure. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. It's just... Well, I'm glad I enjoyed our conversation as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was definitely excited to have you. Um, again, I'm really glad that you did the show with me. And as always, I learned something and I just think it's great. I'm definitely the the takeaway for today are those three P's, the Mm -hmm. patience, passion, and perseverance. Yeah. That can be, that can be applied to anything. (laughs) That's a life lesson type thing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. And, Mm -hmm. and, And I've used them throughout my life, you know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that in in anything. That's definitely something that can be applied to any part of your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Very good. All right. Well, Mickey. Again, I want to thank you, and um, again, just for being a guest on the show and for sharing your story. And of course. yeah, and sharing with us um, that your book is going to be coming out in 2023. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for you for that. 
And when that gets released, um, you're going to have it on Amazon, right? Or, or would it be? Oh, in- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So I'll make sure I'll update the page with that too when that gets released. So I'll have that okay. available. Okay, so thank you. Can you. Find it. Yeah, yeah, we want to have it as many places as possible. Of so, course, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to thank, thank your listeners, okay? I, I appreciate you guys because, I mean, we need listeners, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, yes. To hear what we have to say. Otherwise, we're talking in the void and, and they might call the people with the white jacket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone wins. The, the listeners <laughs> win because they, they're learning from the guests and it's just <laughs> a good thing all around. A good thing all of around. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we come to my uh-huh. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. You too. I have a few last words before we wrap up the show. Okay. Um, and I do want to just mention two of my favorite podcasters. One mm-hmm. is York Campbell, and he is the creator of the Poetic Earthlings podcast. And you can hear his podcast mm-hmm. at PoeticEarthlings.com. Also, if you hear his podcast, you will hear a familiar voice in some of his episodes because... I have done some voice acting with York. Um, I guess it's I guess it's acting. I don't know if it's acting, but a voice talent. I should say that I've done some voice work <laughs> on his on his podcast. So check him out when you get a chance. And then Wonderful. also, I will. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. He has a mm-hmm. like a scientific um, or a science fiction. How about this? A science mm-hmm. fiction okay. podcast. Okay. So it's really fun mm-hmm. to listen to. And then also uh, Tiffany Lewis, who is the host of the beta reader bits podcast and this is new she this is her first season and she did a really good job so she's available at beta reader and then for everyone else i want to remind everyone to visit planmindfully.com to get your printable positive mindset affirmation cards and just so that you know when you affirm something you begin to stir the energies of the universe into action And these cards are a tool to help you to bring positive changes into your life. And finally, to all of the authors, the entrepreneurs, self-starters, and everyone who is doing their own thing, remember the code. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Until next time.